Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? Uh, not fully caffeinated yet, but that's okay. And yeah. I'm 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 do I'm like on my second cup now, so I'm 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 doing okay. And it's eleven eleven as I'm looking at the clock right now. Make a wish. Um so it's like what a what a what an apropos time to start. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was making the joke with this girl I've been seeing uh, this morning because we were hanging out and she's like, I had a dream last night that like I had my mouth. Uh, it was like a zipper. It was just zip shut. I'm like, and then I don't know why my horror brain just was like instantly like Beetlejuice. It was uh, like Gina Davis and Beetlejuice. And she's mm-hmm. like, how, how do you do that? Like, How do you just zone in <laughs> on these random horror movies? And I'm like, it's a gift. <laughs> Oh man, I, I had a dream the other night that my eyelids were sewn shut. That was pretty freaky. Mm, movie with eyelids sewn shut. Steve, you got anything for that? Strangeland, isn't it? Okay, yeah. That, 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 would, do, that would do it. See, Because that's thing. honestly, when you said the zipper thing, I, I before Beetlejuice, uh, D. Schneider's State Strangeland came into my mind, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, honestly is one of those movies that doesn't get the do that it should because... Uh, they always talk about oh oh torture porn uh, saw and hostel kicked it all off and it's like nah man, that's not true. Mm. It was yeah. it was D Schneider from Twisted Sister. <laughs> One of these days I want to like do something like a cannibal holocaust like and show the youngins you know there's some uh-huh. shit before. <laughs> oh the- man, Diodato is just a fucking weirdo. I mean, uh, without that. Uh, it wouldn't have been an obsession for Eli Roth to get Green Inferno made. Which, I'm not the biggest fan of Green Inferno, admittedly. There's stuff in it that I really fucking like. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely, like, he takes that formula from Cannibal Holocaust and is like, hold my beer. Like, we're gonna... <laughs> we're gonna... That... Yeah. That pilot getting his head impaled by a tree on the crash is fucking... Oh, oh it's fucking awesome. I have to try to go back. I, we're getting to the point of doing this podcast where I have to go back and check if we've actually done something. Because I can't always <laughs> fully remember. But I feel like we might have done Green Inferno. I'm going to do a quick check of my my database. Database tells me no. We have not done the Green Inferno. So maybe the Green Inferno and... Um, Cannibal we, Holocaust. Yeah. That would be great. Why not? One day. Or Cannibal Holocaust and Salo or something. Ooh. I feel like Green Inferno would be funny just because it would be like me dunking on 60% of that movie and the 40% I'd be like, there's there's actually some genuinely cool stuff in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similarly to this week's episode, Dead Birds, uh, a movie that I think, not the greatest, but there are some Also, not a lot of birds. No. No. (laughs) No. I I think that's... I, I I don't like even know what that title alludes to, and I, I maybe I'll have maybe we have to ask Simon Barrett. Um, yeah, because um, yeah, like is it the family 
is it these confederate um these confederate confederate kind of stragglers um like who are the dead birds yeah maybe there was a scene cut where they were eating dead birds and that just got cut and they were like well now the title <laughs> doesn't make any sense um, but like the cast is pretty solid in this movie like honestly yeah. like like and, and i mean this is like the beginnings of of a, a, a writer that is now um a darling to the people in the know so it's yeah. like ah oh, man <laughs> yeah simon barrett i mean he he's interesting because he's kind of a writer who loves to circumvent tropes i think mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. really does well at that. And I think it works to his benefit and sometimes against. I mean, I think of the uh, Blair Witch reboot that him and Adam Wingard did where it was like, okay, I think people maybe wanted a bit more traditional uh, Blair Witch, not something that bucked too many trends. But I think like when you look at something like You're Next or The Guest, like movies where you're taking something where you have an expectation and flipping it on its head. He, he loves doing that. You can tell. Um, and this one, I mean, maybe not so much, but I guess in the sense that like, you think this is going to be some kind of like Western movie, but I mean, later in the movie, it becomes more of like a haunted house movie and not so much a Western movie. I mean, yeah, there's the Western aesthetic, but I would say that's backseat to it be more of a haunted house movie, especially in like the second and third mm-hmm. acts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is this movie about? You're maybe asking if you haven't seen it. Uh, a group of robbers plan to flee to Mexico. However, nightfall and thunderstorm force them to take refuge in an abandoned plantation where they find themselves at the mercy of supernatural forces. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they uh yeah they 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 try to hide and uh they hide in like the worst house humanly possible like you choose absolutely the, you choose that house you're like that house looks looks okay nope bad idea and um, it's uh it's the big fish set yeah I was, oh cool yeah i saw that they the imdb trivia it. i was like that's pretty cool I mean, I didn't recognize it immediately, but no, no, and I, 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 I think it's just kind of like it was like a necessity thing, like, like, hey, there, we could use this, uh, but there's not like attention drawn to it or anything, like that would be fucking weird. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's I, I found that fascinating. I'm like, ah, reduce, reuse, recycle, right? Yeah, we get that a lot, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. This is an, like I said, an interesting movie. I think there's uh, some gore effects in this that are just fantastic, especially for the time, like 2004. I I don't really recall like too much in the way that of gore like this. Like, it definitely seems like a bit of a trailblazer, at least in the time for that. Uh, mm-hmm. In that sense. Um, when was your first time watching this movie? Um, I watched it, uh, I was working at Rogers video at the time. So all of these, uh, all of these would just kind of, uh, like, cause this was, as far as I know, direct to video in Canada. Um, it was just one of those Sony releases. And I remember seeing the trailer for it on something else. And I was like, Oh, that looks interesting. And of course, uh, I mean, the only people that I really knew at the time uh, of this coming out was probably i mean henry thomas obviously because you know coming from a child actor but uh, and then patrick fugit because of uh um uh, almost famous and spun 
Um, but like I wasn't on the Michael Shannon train yet. Mm. Um, and even like Mark Boone Jr. This is this is years and years and years before uh, before Sons of Anarchy. So I wasn't even like fully on board with with him as an actor yet. And he has I I'm arguably some of the better lines in the movie too. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, there's uh, it, I remember not being like hugely all about it uh when i when i released it i mean considerably less so on my my rewatch of it um but i remember there being cool things about it yeah cool yeah i just watched it for the podcast i hadn't even really heard anything about it until we were watching it for this so yeah i was uh, lots of familiar faces especially since i last year i think it was i binged like haunting of Bly Manor and Hill House and all that stuff. Mm. So lots of faces that I was like, hey, I know this person from something. I'm going to Google this. Um, But other than that, yeah, I hadn't really heard anything else about the movie. So it was a first watch for me. Okay. Uh, This uh, was my first full watch. I did like half a watch when I was like my late teens. Uh, I have very distinct memory of like somebody putting this movie on and we were all a little too drunk. So we turned it off, but <laughs> so we weren't able to pay attention. I think we were all really confused. It wasn't the movie's fault. It was our fault. So we turned it off. So I, I mean, for the, funny enough for the longest time, I was like, was that movie about the robbers and there was like some alien thing in a cornfield? Like what was, what was that movie? <laughs> like I had, and then watching this movie, I was like, this is it that's the movie like (laughs) i kind of i kind of feel you on that that attention thing though because even watching this not being drunk it was a little hard for me to stay focused on it i found there were just some parts that seemed to be a little dragged out or like you were kind of just waiting for something to happen and you knew it was going to happen but it was taking a really long time to get there so there were some parts of this movie where i was kind of like oh oh right where I had, I need to pay a little bit more attention to this. Oddly, um, and then of course as soon as you pay attention a jump scare happens. <laughs> totally. And I mean at like around 90 minutes it's not that long. It feels a little like it wears out its welcome, which is weird for a 90 minute mm-hmm. movie cuz like mm-hmm. 90 minutes is not that long, but I feel like this movie definitely kind of lulls in spots. Mm-hmm. Uh definitely felt like a lot of the scenes were were going on a little too long, I think. Um, so it's kind of weird. It feels like this movie could be shorter, but also like what movie nowadays is really less than nine, eight minutes. Most movies you get are at the very least that if not more. So yeah, yeah. Kind of a, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, they did a lot of storytelling through like characters having these random visions of the past and things like that. They probably could have spread that out a little more throughout the movie instead of just giving it all to you in one quick flash but mm. i mean i i did in general like the the like the premise of the movie the premise of the story is is cool um and yeah it, it just almost seems like they could have done something a little deeper with it totally um yeah so we got a couple of emails here uh i was actually surprised i was like i wonder if we're going to get any emails about this we have a few so <laughs> we got some dead birds fans apparently wow uh, Jane, or sorry, Joanne says, I don't like the ending to this movie. So what if there's another group going into the house? We saw this all before. Wish the ending was better, but otherwise a good film. Yeah, I guess the ending, I mean, it's a, oh, it's, it's a pretty horror endings. Like 
there's a lot of that, right? Where it's like people about to repeat the same mistakes. The yeah. You just saw. Like, it, it's not that uncommon. So I don't know if the movie was necessarily making a bad judgment call on the ending. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, history's doomed to repeat itself over and over and over again. That's kind of like, like these, this family is just going to keep, you know, taking souls, you know, and that's just mm-hmm. kind of, it's yep. like, uh, an inevitability of the darkness like that's just kind of what what i believe simon barrett was playing on uh with this one it's not a trope that he hasn't explored before yeah like uh, the darkness the darkness the dark of uh, of living souls and and uh you know dead souls has kind of been something that him and wingard have definitely picked up on in their career multiple times yeah um so and I don't know how Seance plays on it because I haven't seen it yet, but um, yeah, I, I I just I it's centrifugal, you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it's just gonna it's just like a repeating pattern, you know? Mm-hmm. And it almost yeah, defeats but... the need for a sequel as well because you just know the same thing's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a big horror trope of like let's do the sequel, but mm-hmm. you know, same thing basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and there's a there's a sort of horror aspect to this idea that there's an evil that exists and we can't do anything about it, you know. And it's yeah. just going to keep bringing people into it, uh, especially now that there's gold that they're going to start. Like it's almost like the demons were luring more people in by putting a couple pieces of gold there at the end, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like like upping their game a little bit. But I didn't I didn't hate the ending, but I I can understand that if like maybe you kind of agree that the movie was a little bit long. The idea of potentially sitting through another story where that happens might not be as interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of the movie itself, I, I, I kind of like it, actually. I thought it kind of fit with... I mean, everyone ended up dying, so it makes sense that more people would get kind of sucked into it, I guess, in terms of the story, yeah. at least. Totally. Yeah, I, I think what I liked about the ending was more so the fact that you saw that... Uh, the dude came out and he was kind of like the creature like from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that was cool actually. And like, then they, as yeah. they're going through, they talk about how they're finding more of them. So like yeah. everyone has turned into a creature then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. There was stuff like that that I really liked, but I don't know. I, I mean, the idea itself felt a little, eh, but it wasn't like bad. I didn't hate it. Like I was just more like, Oh, okay. But like, yeah. them finding them like the creatures that was kind of cool that was something that i was like okay like that's something i can get behind so you know maybe not uh, the most inventive but there were some some parts to it that i enjoyed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh wilson says can we talk about michael shan's shitty accent for a moment <laughs> i don't know if it was like shitty but it wasn't like... i don't think it was shitty I don't know if it was. I don't know if I. I thought it was like the greatest accent ever, but like, was it shitty? It was perfectly adequate. I mean, this is also one of his early performances, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this is early Shannon. This is him before he's, you know, trying to kill creatures or something. You know, like, and and I mean, the guy's from Lexington, Kentucky. Like, I, you know, I. I think he's probably doing his best <laughs> to, yeah. to, like, I don't know. I, I, I think accent work is incredibly hard. It um, is. And, yeah, I mean, I just finished watching a movie the other night uh, where 
uh, someone got to use their regular accent the kind of the first time she got to use her accent and the other guy like a known brit actor played a canadian in it and i was like i was so like so thrown off for for like the first 15 20 minutes of the movie because i'm so expected to hear um a brit act a brit accent or mm-hmm. or even an american accent but it, this guy's going canadian and it was just like oh this is fascinating shit yeah and yeah i i mean and then also we're coming off of cruella where i i say that emma stone's great but she does slip quite a bit in this in that movie as far as her accent goes there are worse in bigger movies that's what i'll say yeah i mean it wasn't the worst accent I think I had bigger problems with that movie than the accent, but the accent was <laughs> was not terrible. Um, yeah, um, yeah. No, Wilson, I think you're being a little harsh on Michael Shannon. His accent was perfectly okay. There's, I, I, there's worse. <laughs> yeah, and and Michael Shannon's usually even if it's a bad movie, he's usually the best thing in it. Yeah, yeah. I was say that's that's probably not that too far off. Um. Okay. Best line in this movie. Does anyone have a favorite line? Uh, I wrote down a couple. I thought "Don't chew on the gold, Joseph" was a good uh, <laughs> little line. Um, Which was improv. Yeah, was an improv. Yeah, I think I read something about that scene, but I couldn't remember which line it was. But that was just—it made me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah. I also liked the scene where they're putting the the old uh, plantation owner on the cross, and the—I don't know if he's like what his character was but the the guy who's putting them up there is talking to him and he says we'll see you get a little taste of hell in this world before you pass on to the next and that was so poetic i like that one too yeah <laughs> um the, the only one that really sticks out to me is uh when isaiah washington's basically like i'm fucking out of here i'm gonna grab my horse and get the fuck out of here and then all the horses are dead and he's like um well i guess i'm walking out of here then yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i also like too there was a no no worries uh i i want to say like the the scene before that or right after where they're like discussing it and they they pull the guns on each other and um the todd character or um william the william character says i've saved your life more more the times that i can count and todd says that don't make it yours (laughs) and i just thought that was like it was really good it was a really well delivered line well yeah (laughs) i i think that one's interesting too just um Especially because uh, of the size of the war they fought on, and the fact that uh, Isaiah Washington is the only black character in the movie. Yeah. Um, for that line, like, because, like, I, I mean, to figure out Todd's inclusion into this gang, and I mean, and the gang always feels uh, combustible. Mm-hmm. Like, like something is going to make all of them turn on each other at some point in the movie. You know, yeah. so it's like. It's like how does how does he get roped up into this gang? I, obviously, everyone's just in it for the money, but like mm-hmm. there's yeah. like it's it's hard it's hard to I assume that it's hard to to pull off what they're trying to pull off if there's no slight no even thread of camaraderie between between them. Yeah, yeah. it sounds. I think there was a line that. I'm terrible with actor names, so I'm just going to say say William. Um, he says at one point that him and Todd have been riding together for a long mm-hmm. time. So that's like their connection, but I don't understand where all of these other people are from, kind of. like It seems like they're all going somewhere together, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's never some people's relationships are explained and then other people it's just like, ah, oh, they're just kind of the extras we need for this group. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. But yeah, my favorite line was the same one from Isaiah, the one where he's like, I'm out of here. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> uh best performance. Um I'm gonna go with uh Henry Thomas. Um, as William, um, I, I don't know, like, like it, it's kind of, it's kind of a hard movie to gauge because, um, I mean, the script isn't particularly strong mm. in it. Um, but I mean, he's kind of the anchor of the movie, I, I would say above everything else. And I, I really like Patrick Fugit's, uh, Sam's uh, cockiness heading into the robbery and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like I kind mm. of I, I dig that. But yeah, I'm going to go with Henry Thomas because um, there just seems to be a lot of history in his character as well. Right. Yeah. His, his character kind of had the most development. Although yeah. I did like Sam's character too, especially when there was some possession fuckery happening. Yeah. Uh, mm. That stuff I always, I mean, I kind of just enjoy those tropes in movies though at the same time. So that was kind of fun. But. Yeah, I, I, it was kind of like Sam and William and is her Annabelle, I think her name was, were like yeah. the three main people. At least that's what they kind of set up in the beginning, it seems, at least. So, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you because I don't know if I necessarily have a, a better performance in my mind. Yeah, man, there was, there was a few good performances in this. Uh, I actually really did like Isaiah Washington in this quite a bit, actually. His performance kind of stood out to me. And this was, uh, this is 04. So this was, this would have been kind of, uh, kind of nearing the end of his tenure on Grey's Anatomy, I believe. Oh no, this is predates it. This is before Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy didn't start till 2005. So this is before, um, that he really, hit big because i mean a a lot of that cast hit big with that show um yeah but i i mean which is kind of funny because he'd already done i already knew who he was because he was in romeo must die he was in exit wounds um he was in one of the dark castle movies too was it i think he's in ghost ship Mm. yeah so yeah I, i mean i already knew who he was uh, even heading into this, and I, I was just kind of surprised with the uh, with, with some of the bigger people that it was like a direct video that they'd even try to get into the theaters North America wide. Yeah, mm. yeah. But then at the same time, some of it does feel direct to video. I think some of the effects, the facial effects and stuff, feel mm. uh, very kind of low budge. Also, too, yeah, like it definitely feels like a movie that probably was like forty-five minutes, maybe sixty minutes, like stretched out to ninety. So maybe that was part of it too. Like the editing, I think, really fucks with the pacing. Yeah. Um, if they if they would have arranged things differently, I I I agree I agree with Taylor on on the on the the flashback stuff. Um, it could have been told in a, in a better and more interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does make it drag and it, yeah, for an hour and 30, a 30 minute movie, like, you know, you, you can't feel a drag in that runtime. No. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have that. If, if your pacing's that bad, then you have serious problems. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, and it kind of does a lot of the same stuff that other horror movies do, where they're, you know, slow to build up the anticipation, but for some reason in this one, it's just, it's just slow. It's not necessarily the same anticipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I almost kind of feel like this movie would have been more interesting if Isaiah Washington as Todd had been the main character, and, and maybe more of his story, what was driving it forward, especially since uh, there is that kind of backstory of, like... He he comes upon a, a a vision, I guess, of a, a former slave that was sacrificed. Like there was so much that they could have maybe gone into with that and his character, especially yeah, some of his more his lines were 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 really well done, and it seems like they didn't have maybe enough to give him almost in this mm. movie. Especially there's the whole scenes where everyone else is running around and doing stuff, and I think it's after that scene where he's in the basement seeing that vision of the woman getting her stomach cut open that yeah. they don't bring him back until way later on in the movie and he's just kind of gone and it's mm-hmm. and then he doesn't even really get necessarily a a, a great death he just kind of gets like vaporized which yeah. i guess yeah. we'll get to when we get to best kill but i feel like he he kind of got done dirty he he they probably could have utilized him a little bit more and maybe brought some of more of his story into it and that could have tied things up a little more but I- I think yeah. it's I think yeah. it speaks to the inexperience of Alex Turner and Simon Barrett of making the movie at the time because I think they make you make that movie in 2015 2016 and it's far different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because yeah, I think going with the tried and tested true lead character being William um yeah, it do- it, it it hurts the movie in as far as um pulling out those dry patches of the film. But you put that, you put that in the in the you know the hands of uh, a black man at a time where he is in the crosshairs of the majority of the public, um, and then you have him be a prominent bank robber and stuff like that at at, at like a very lawless feeling time, um, punches it up drastically. Yeah, uh, and it's almost like you could relook at this script and and yeah just make those minor tweaks and honestly i I think it improves drastically if you do yeah it's it's almost like we're missing some sort of dynamic of the group that would maybe pull us into their characters a bit more Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just not quite there yeah 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 but uh okay uh best kill yeah speaking of which (laughs) um i want to say annabelle because it just it's so tragic but like kind of like darkly funny that william accidentally kills her yeah yeah like i don't know there's just because as far that's kind of like the one that's like kind of the finality to it right yeah like it it definitely kind of plays it off as almost like yeah almost borderline like comical how like it's just like uh, oh bunch of accidents and then just yeah it's just like it's yeah uh... well yeah and and he's kind of already dealing with accidentally killing that kid earlier too which doesn't necessarily get resolved either but he just kind of like does it again (laughs) yeah he's doomed to repeat all of his mistakes and this was the the final one you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this is the that's the kind of the cherry on the on the cake you know what i mean yeah of his fucking failures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's failure cake. I like the one. I'm, 
I'm terrible with the names in this movie. Sometimes I'm good with names. Sometimes I'm not. I'm terrible with the names of the characters in this movie. There was the one girl that was like on the ground and like her stomach split open and something came out of it. it was oh right, yeah. Mm, I don't know if she gets a name, so I think you are forgiven for not remembering that. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just I was, I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of a that's a cool gore effect. I, I'm I'm down for that. Although I don't know if it was like ever like was that a dream sequence because like, it kind of felt like it. And I don't yeah, think, yeah, I, I think it is. I think that was like one of those visions of the past type thing where she was oh. the one being sacrificed and Tog was just kind of like seeing it happen in front of him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I still stand by that. I think it was pretty cool, but yeah, I, I, I was afterwards. I was like, wait, did that happen? Or was that just like a weird like vision thing? And yeah, it felt a little weird, but yeah, it was still pretty cool. The, the cinematography of this movie, I have to break in here and say, and the, like, I really dig like mm-hmm. how the camera moves in it and 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 uh, the angles and everything and it's Steve Yudlin that did this one I uh, mostly known for uh doing stuff with um um uh Brian Johnson because a year later they would do brick together which is every fucking frame of that movie I would put on my wall as artwork like it's incredible and I mean uh Looper uh, say what you will about Last Jedi, but Last Jedi is the cinematography of all the Star Wars movies that takes the most chances. Yeah. Um. I and and this is like the humble beginnings uh, of Steve Yedlin because uh, I want to say that this that was his. Uh, no way he did May and Toolbox Murders beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, oh, which are both fucking killer movies. If we've never covered those ones, those are must. Movies. Yeah, I haven't seen May in a while, but I remember May it looking so really good. Cool. May. Oh, May is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucky McKee with uh, Angela Bettis, where it's like uh, she's uh, an unstable girl that's trying to piece together the person of her dreams by pieces of other people. Oh, yeah. That oh, it's fucking like great. That's, oh, yeah, that was 02. And then he did Toolbox Murders with uh, Toby Hooper in 04, which has some of the more inventive kills uh, of that time period. Um, and then yeah same year as dead birds cool and then brick a year later like come on Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's so many good like i'm just looking at his his uh filmography besides the stuff that he's done with ryan johnson and yeah there's some good shit in here Mm -hmm. oh funny if i have cannibal holocaust on the list already i didn't realize but some of these times i look at the list and i'm like Oh, I definitely had that idea to put that on the list. Although May <laughs> toolbox murders are definitely going on for sure. There we go. I, I, you know what I get because I, uh, if anybody follows me on Twitter at the Steve Dead, uh, I usually do like anniversary posting and stuff like that, and I come across weird horror all the time and forgotten horror all the time, and I'm like, oh, I should just. I, and I do. I, I add them to it to a constantly growing list that just says Trumbull. Uh and I'm just like constantly throwing them out there. But the funny thing at the same time is some of these anniversary comes out and the show factory will release like a special edition. Like I believe mm. as recording this, the hand just came out on a special edition, which is like Oliver Stone's horror movie with uh, Michael Caine. Yeah. And where he's like a writer where his hand gets possessed and shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not a like funny enough. I don't get too many uh 
Blu-ray special editions, but like sometimes there's some that like catch my eye that I'm like, okay, I'm picking that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on my copy of Fast Times at Richmond High, the Criterion one. Oh, baby. It's that just one. so gorgeous. Is it? Oh, I mean, oh, I was sold I on the cover movie. alone. I mean, not a horror yeah. movie, but no. it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I was like, I have Absolutely. to it on Blu-ray. So. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Dumbest decision in this movie? I mean, there was a lot. Um, all, all of the decisions. Yeah. I, I mean, there's not really a single good decision made in this one. Uh, I mean, it all stems from the fact that they're Confederate soldiers. So like, yes. Fuck them. Yeah. This is just a karma movie, right? Like, yeah. Well, and, and uh, I, I think maybe that's another one of the um problems that lies within this movie is you're never like there's never a moment where you're rooting for anybody in this movie yeah like you don't want like they're fodder they are established as fodder so it's just like what order are these people going to get picked off in Mm -hmm. yeah they they try to bring you back around a little bit by making one of the characters sympathetic that he killed a kid but they still killed like a bunch of other people and they don't give a shit (laughs) and who knows what their past was yeah as yeah. far as what they did in the war you know what i mean like they he could have done much worse things during the war as you know and then write it off in his own mind or justify it in his own mind as the heat of battle mm-hmm. so i i mean they're not good people no not only good. one of them is openly racist but we can probably assume <laughs> that there are some similar sentiments too you know <laughs> yeah i mean that that's just that's just like towing the party line. Yeah. They, they are the GOP. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say Joseph biting that coin, which felt really dumb. Like, is that the only way you can t- try a coin to see if it's real? Like back like then, back then, I guess so. <laughs> um, but that was improvised by uh, Mark Boone Jr. Yeah. Who most people would probably know from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Or um, um, Batman Begins. Oh yeah, like, I'm taking this for free. I'm taking this for free. I have kids to feed. What? They don't like falafel. Yeah, and he's been around for a while too. Like he was in so movies, like, long. Filmhouse Fever and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, he's been. Around There's a while. lot of really great stuff that Mark Boone Jr. has done. I he's one of those unsung heroes. Um, and and honestly, like if you're a Sons of Anarchy fan, I how do you not love Bobby Elvis? Um. Yeah, I don't even want to get into the final season of what they do to all these characters. Um, but I mean, as far as horror, I, I mean, besides, I mean, Memento he was in that. But as yeah. far as horror goes, Thirty Days of Night. Um, yeah. like he he's got some really great shit in his uh, in his filmography and just like so many roles. Like the guy is constantly working. Yeah, he is. Yeah, less said about the last season of Sons of, uh, Sons of Anarchy, the better, because that yeah, it'll just piss you off. It really yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, they 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 went two seasons too long. Yeah, hundred um, uh, True of most shows, unfortunately. Yeah. These days. Unfortunately, he's also in Halloween too. He was Floyd. Oh, in the original yeah. Halloween too. The, no, 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 no. Uh, Rob Zombie one. Oh, yeah, the underrated zombie yes <laughs> the art film halloween where you have like michael myers stabbing people in the face to moody blues knights of white satin and... i mean people oh, emo michael movie. myers 
Oh man, the stuff with the pale horse and stuff. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Me and my friend, we're like the only person, people in theaters going like, he is going balls to the wall and I kind of love it. Yeah. He never did get to make Halloween 3, which is a disappointment because I would have loved if he'd done it like almost exactly like the Halloween done the 3. silver shamrock and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh my man. God. Can you imagine Rob Zombie's version of that? That would be so like, weird. I would have... Do you know what? Lords of Salem kind of has little pieces in it that do feel like it could, like the subliminal message shit and everything. Yeah. Like he kind of did it in his own way. I feel like it, right? Like, I don't know if he's <laughs> ever come out and said that, but I mean. Yeah. I feel I, it, Rob Zombie's films are so divisive and so, um, they're so margined, uh, with horror fans that. Honestly, this whole conversation we're having right now probably could get a lot of hate from our listeners. <laughs> just uh-huh, from 100%. Just, Especially just now, because, like, yeah. With the new ones, people are so on that train now. Like, people mm-hmm. are not going to feel any sort of sympathy for um, those movies now, which is unfortunate because, like, I think there's a lot of interesting ideas in there. There's some that don't work, but I mean, just like any movie well, that's not perfect. And it's- well, and as far as Rob Zombie doing a third piece to any of his stuff, we all, I mean, personally, I suffered through Three from Hell. Like, <laughs> I just fucking suffered. Like, I was so excited for it. And then I pop it on on Shutter, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Like, this feels like a fan just spoon feeding fans bullshit and calling it fucking caviar like it was yeah it was so upsetting it, it was not what we needed that's for sure no no uh okay uh <laughs> yeah dumbest decision uh taylor did you have any dumb decisions from this movie i mean that the only thing that really sticks out to me is when um William said he was going to go back in to the to get the gold in the house right at the end when it was like, no, you should just leave. But, I mean, it, it's not like Todd leaving early really saved him anything, you know? They all end up dying anyway. So it's hard to pinpoint, like, what was the dumbest decision because they all kind of, they're all dead in the end anyway. So mm. they're all dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's time to give this a score. What do we all think it's score-wise? I'm gonna go with a six. Um, the, like I, I don't hate this movie. I just it, it diminished, and and honestly, it diminished from a seven. So it's not like it 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 fell a, a huge distance. I still, it, it's cool to see the um, the beginnings uh, of a lot of these act these actors before they got prominence, um, and to see. Barrett trying uh, dealing with uh yeah sub- subverting genres and stuff like that as you said in the beginning um uh a- a- and kind of like his um his baby steps uh before i mean utterly making brilliance later with when he would team up with Adam Wingard yeah yeah um yeah i'm also at a 6 as well i i think this movie has got a few too many issues holding it back but there are some cool ideas and i think it's still you know worth a watch if anything just as a deep cut for for horror fans so yeah but uh, yeah oh yeah i'm gonna give it a six so that we can be six 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 okay perfect 
Um, cause that's pretty much what I was gonna, I was tempted to give it a five, but it feels a little unfair to the actors in it because I, th I think they did the best they could with what was going on. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the, it really did feel like this was kind of a, a, a movie where it was just, let's try some stuff out, see what happens, especially with Todd's death at the end where he just gets vaporized. Like they, mm. they probably just wanted to do some kind of CGI thing. Cause otherwise that death makes no sense to me. Um, and, and so it, it kind of just feels like a, a bunch of different pieces kind of put together into a, a story that at the end of the day, it makes sense and it's got some cool stuff, but it was still a bit of a slog to get through, unfortunately. Um, at, although I do tend to favor, uh, Western themes in some things. I don't know why, just as the years go on, I find it, uh, more interesting to go back, especially when it's Western horror or Western something else. Uh, yeah. So I give it, I, I, I might be a little biased towards that theme but yeah i a six is good for me yeah i mean because it's still probably worth a watch if anything i mean i've definitely watched worse horror movies i'm looking at you mother's day um, <laughs> the forever yeah, target <laughs> it's still got some scares in it right it's still mm -hmm. got i mean the the cgi effects on the faces reminded me of grave encounters a lot where they do yeah. the stretchy mouth thing um so if you didn't like grave encounters because you didn't like the effects you might also not like dead birds because that was very reminiscent of me uh to be although i like grave encounters not because of its effects though but yeah uh, yeah yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so dead birds. Uh, you, where, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? They wanna... Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at the Steve Dead and on uh, uh, Instagram as well. Uh, my website is stevestebbing.ca, and uh, I am on the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time. It's on any chorus uh, radio networks so like. Um, uh, CK and W on in Vancouver, uh, six thirty Chad in Edmonton, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, nice. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Um, mostly on Instagram. Every once in a while, I'm on Twitter. My username is Circeanic, and if I do anything else, I post about it on my blog, which is circeanic.home.blog. Nice. And I'm over at threegreeners.com, where we have different stuff going up including movie commentaries and regular episodes we did a review of a quiet place part two which i'm purposely gonna not say much because i know steve wants to go in blind but uh yeah that, that it's a movie it's it's it's, it's a movie <laughs> uh <laughs> until next time everybody bye for now <laughs>